It was generally agreed from the day he was born that Mrs Gabriel's lad was a bit of a looker. Not that many folk had the opportunity of passing comment, favourable or otherwise. Langstroth Farmhouse, a long, low building of smoke-darkened millstone grit, which seemed to crouch beneath its surrounding crags, was off the beaten track as far as hikers were concerned, and not easily reached even by those determined locals who had business there. These rare visits, most of them for the benefit of the ewes and lambs that were thicker on the ground in this part of the dale than humans, were confined to moments of ovine need, the supply of extra feed or veterinary care, and very occasionally some provision that Bethany Gabriel had omitted to store in advance of the foul weather that made the moorland track too perilous to risk, even in a rackety old Land Rover. This particular part of Upper Wharfdale was seldom referred to at length in the guidebooks, being neither on the way to the tourist honeypots of Hawes in Wensleydale and Reith in Swaledale, nor the increasingly shishi Richmond, with its Georgian theatre and growing number of upmarket shops. Situated in the upper reaches of Langstrothdale, turn left at Buckden, carry on through Jochenthwaite, it was actually on the way to nowhere, and that was why the Gabriels had fallen in love with it. Sparsely populated, and regarded by even the most generous-spirited of geographers as harsh country from which any kind of living had to be wrested, it seemed to suit their needs and their dreams. Bethany Cross had been twenty-five, and Luke Gabriel ten years her senior, when she'd first set eyes on him at Kilnsey Show, he parading his prized tup, and she, a novice shepherdess, watching in awe as this fair-haired god, in her eyes, led his charge around the parade ring. He looked slightly uncomfortable in his clean white coat, his tie askew, but she liked the way his pale blue eyes sparkled when someone made him laugh. She didn't suspect for a minute that he'd even noticed her, leaning on the enclosure fence, enveloped in an old duffel coat, her feet thrust into a pair of mud-encrusted wellies. Those women who turned up in floral print dresses and slingbacks were cursing their own folly on the soft ground and rough grass, freshly laundered by heavy overnight rain. But that was Bethany, practicality and comfort, before show and high fashion. Not that she was without style, for it was that which caught Luke Gabriel's eye, distracting him from the job in hand. A prized top, strong of shoulder and broad of beam, demands unflinching concentration when it's being paraded in front of the agricultural cognoscenti. There was a moment when the beast decided to head for the fells and a spot of mischief, but it was only a moment. A muscular pull on the halter brought him back to the matter in hand, but not before Luke had registered the presence of the girl in the duffel coat. His description of her, when looking round the animal pens and casually, lest anyone should assume he was too keen, enquiring as to her whereabouts and identity. They finally met up by the heavy horses. She was standing, hands thrust deep into coat pockets, 
her lustrous dark hair tied back in a ponytail, watching as a stable lad groomed the feathers of a statuesque inky-black Clydesdale, whose coat glistened in the strengthening afternoon sun. Handsome beast, he said at her shoulder. Yes, she said, and she thought, you are. It was a whirlwind romance. He'd never met such a lively and headstrong girl, well, woman, and she could not believe that such an Adonis, albeit ten years older than her, would give her a second look. Their common bond, which amused them, was sheep. Neither could articulate the reason, but both felt at home high in the dales. She, as a hired shepherdess, moving from place to place as the work took her, he, a retired farmer's son, who'd been bequeathed a passion for the rugged landscape and a willingness to earn a living from it. With a helping hand from his parents, they bought the dilapidated Langstroth farmhouse for far too much money and spent the first few years of their married life repairing the roof, replacing windows, fettling a smoky kitchen range and generally putting the run-down farmstead in good order. They also spent time building up a flock of Swaledale sheep and made a name for themselves as custodians of a highly regarded strain of the native Yorkshire breed. They'd been lucky to find the farmhouse. Most old barns and farmsteads in this part of the Dales were prettied up and rented out as holiday lets. Certainly an alternative form of income for the landowner, but not conducive to the raising of livestock. The upland pastures were in the main rented to tenant farmers, and Luke and Bethany were overjoyed to find a building that could be made habitable once more, along with fifty acres of their own, and a further five hundred rented on which to graze their expanding flock. It wasn't exactly prairie farming, but neither of them would have wanted that. Hands-on shepherding and the ability to make a modest living suited them down to the stony ground. It was five years before Adam was born. It is not unexpected that the arrival of children changes the life of any married couple. The arrival of Adam was to change theirs in a way that no one could have foreseen.' 